Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code ALLTHINGSBUCCANEERS. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks. Hey, and welcome Bucks fans to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's your co-host CJ. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. And your co-host Corey. Follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Hayes 407. All Things Bucks here. Count Pools. All Things TB Bucks. Monday Night Football, didn't you just love that introduction? It just gets you excited because we on prime time this upcoming Monday to show the world that we're the best team in the league because that's what the opportunity for our Buccaneers is coming up this upcoming Monday. Yeah, definitely ready for Monday Night Football. Uh, the past few years, we haven't done so hot on primetime football. Right now, we're 2-0. and I want to see exactly what type of fire this team comes out with. We've seen what they can do the first two weeks. Let's see if they can perform under the lights on primetime television. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big step for this team. Yeah, I really like it too because you see that we have finally had positive hype in the media. We've got the Fitz magic going on. You know, we got high rankings going on. Then all of a sudden we got Monday Night Football on primetime to show everyone what we're made of. I couldn't be better. And it couldn't be a better atmosphere. So this is going to be the preview podcast for this upcoming game. We're going to run through Steelers' offense versus our defense, our offense versus their defense, some key matchups to watch during the game, some players to watch who we think are going to have big games for this upcoming matchup. And then we're going to close it out uh, for halftime. We have the Ring of Honor, Tony Dungy, Father Dungy, the man who turned us from the Yucks to the Bucks and put Tampa on the map. So we're going to close it out talking about the Ring of Honor celebration that will occur at halftime. So we're going to start it off. The Steelers offense, they're coming in with an electric offense, have been that way for quite some time. Big Ben to A.B. to Juju. But guess what? No Le'Veon Bell. He's still holding out. He wants that contract money. So that's actually a win for us that he's not playing. Corey, what do you see from the Steelers offense that you may think has us worried or could cause us some problems? Uh, Their passing attack. You know Tampa Bay has the number one passing attack in the NFL right now, but only a few yards behind are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have their top two weapons, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Ben Roethlisberger has thrown for 787 yards and four touchdowns, which is very impressive. Um, We got to look out for their passing attack. Yes, I completely agree. I'll add on to that as well because Antonio Brown is one thing in particular we're going to put an eye out for because we know that he was not absent. He was like absent for the first day of practice this week, and all of a sudden he is probably going to play, right? But that, that's one guy in particular against our rookie cornerbacks, right? Then we have a guy like Brent Grimes who's now expected to be back, and that's like very particular matchup that we had to look out for, right? But also don't forget James Conner too. Even that Le'Veon Bell's out, he's been stepping up pretty well on the plate, right? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, James Conner has stepped in 
quite finally, um, in the running game, he's averaging 3.9 yards a carry. He's, he's moving the sticks. He, he has three touchdowns on the year. So that's a huge matchup that our defense uh, will be tested on because they've been stout against the run so far, but both games have been more of a shootout-type game that hasn't really showed that it's really time to buckle down and stop the run. So I'm really looking forward because the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, that's the Steel City. They black and bruises, so they're gonna come out and they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna they're gonna set up the run to uh, set up their pass. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that matchup, our defensive line versus the offensive line, and stopping James Conner. Yeah, like CJ said, uh, just because Le'Veon Bell is not there doesn't mean that they don't have a running game. James Conner has stepped up to the plate. He's played exceptionally well the first two weeks of the season. Three touchdowns, 152 yards. That is something that we're going to have to watch out for because he can still be explosive like Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And also as well, Jesse James, they're tied in. He's uh, um, part of their passing attack as well. So Kwan and our safeties, Levante David, they'll need to be ready um, to to cover the seams, to cover the, to cover the underneath routes and to make sure he doesn't have a, a good game as well. And that, that could assist in us you know, slowing down their offensive attack. Yeah, how could I forget about Jesse James? One of the one of the best targets. Jesse James here had, was like on the Pro Football Focus uh, team uh, team of the week, right? He was ranked the highest rated player on their team. That's insane. Uh, how could I forget about Jesse James? He's been there with Ben Roethlisberger for a few years now. He's been Mr. Reliable in the passing game. Like you said, CJ, we're going to have to watch out for him with our linebackers and our safeties because we're going to be focused on Antonio Brown and Juju, which means that we're going to also have to look out for the tight end game. Yeah, most most definitely. The tight end game, as I alluded to, is something to pay attention to. Um, I think with Brent Grimes coming back, I think it'll be an adjustment period. It's kind of throwing him into the fire, especially if we're going to line him up against Antonio Brown. If Antonio Brown plays, you know, he hasn't showed up. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I only follow the Buccaneers. But if he plays and he shows up, um, that's a tough matchup for anybody coming back, especially after missing the, the first two weeks of the season. Um, so I, I would imagine we would move Brent Grimes around some just to get him, um, get him a good feel on the field and then see if he's playing well. Hey, line him up against him. If not, hey, Carlton Davis didn't look that bad. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, hopefully those rookies can hold up because this will be another big test for them. Um, coming into this Monday night matchup. Yeah, last week against Philadelphia, seemed like we saw a little bit more press coverage from our rookie cornerbacks and Ryan Smith. I want to see that continued this week because when you jam the receivers at the line, it's difficult for them to get into their route to go and get the pass from the quarterback. So I want to see a little bit more of that from them this week, especially against A.B. and Juju. Same. I also want to see a little bit more pressure. I think our, our, our blicks... Our blitz scheme can get to Ben Roethlisberger, but once we get there, we have to get him down. That's the thing about playing a big quarterback like Big Ben is that you can get there, but he breaks tackles. So once we send linebacker on a blitz, drop a defensive end in the coverage, or however Coach Smitty wants to run a defense, once we get home, we got to make sure we take him down. 
Our front four definitely has to get the pressure on him because he's a big boy, like you said. He's been in the league for a while now, and he knows exactly what to do when it comes to pressure. We're just going to have to get there. We're going to have to have multiple people attack him. And when you get him, you cannot let him evade the tackle because we've seen it the first two weeks out of our defense. We've let the quarterbacks get out of a sack a few times, and it's resulted in long completions. So we can't let Big Ben do that to us. All right, let's transition. Let's go talk about our offense versus their defense. Our offense is the hottest in the league, and that is insane because the Kansas City Chiefs, their second-year QB has thrown 10 touchdowns while Fitzmagic has thrown eight. But we rank ahead of them, so we have the hottest offense coming into this game. And if we could do what we did to the Eagles' defense going into last week, there's no reason we shouldn't put up video games numbers once again this week um, heading into this matchup. Yeah, like you mentioned with what we did to the Eagles defense last week, who was considered a top five defense. Look Mm -hmm. at what Patrick Mahomes did to the Steelers defense last week. Six touchdown passes. If Fitzmagic has eight touchdown passes through two weeks, who's to say he can't have four more touchdown passes against this Steelers defense? Yeah, I I fully expect him to to at least get four touchdowns. I'm hoping to get a little bit more out of the running game this week. Uh, Last week when we attempted to run the football, in times where we needed to run the football, it didn't work out for us. And the Eagles' top-ranked rush defense showed up, and they outproduced our our run offense. So I hope that this week we can get the running game going a little bit, just a little bit more, because we've already shown that our passing attack is our favorite attack in attacking defenses. So hopefully we can get the running game going a little bit more. I'm a little biased as well because I have Peyton Barber on my fantasy team, and I need him to run a little bit better. Um, but we're running back by committee, so hopefully he gets the hot hand and we can uh, we can close out Pittsburgh Steelers and send them back home packing without a win. Yeah, we'll have to scare them into thinking we're going to continue the passing attack that we've had the first two weeks. Cam Hayward said the way to cool off Ryan Fitzpatrick is to simply put him in the freezer. I find that pretty hilarious. So if they decide to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the freezer, that should open up Peyton Barber in the run game. Peyton Barber through two games has 91 yards rushing. I think this game, he's going to rush for a little bit more than that. More than that. Saying So are you saying he's rushing 100 yards? Uh, yeah, he can get 100 yards on the Steelers' rush defense. That's a bold prediction from me right now. Peyton Barber's going for over 100 yards this game. Ali Marpet did just get ranked the highest guard on Pro Football Focus. Yeah, Ali Marpet was ranked the highest guard on Pro Football Focus for the first two weeks. They said he was back because he technically is back. He's back at his natural position. He's comfortable at guard. And in pass protection, in 50 dropbacks, he has allowed zero quarterback pressure, zero quarterback hurries. So that is very impressive, and I'm glad to have him on our offensive line. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe they run a base 3-4 defense. So it'll be a different look that they'll be getting uh, with the Blix packages that they'll be seeing. And it's going to be a test for them to to keep that pocket clean once again for Fitzmagic to go out there and deliver the ball to the best pass-catching core in the league. 
Oh, yeah. The best pass-catching core in the league is exactly right, Corey. And the Steelers' pass defense is not good, like we mentioned earlier. The team as a total has given up 31.5 points per game in the first two games. They've given up 776 yards. They're ranked the 25th total defense with their pass defense being near dead last. So I see a big game from both our passing and our running game against them. Yeah, I know I know our pass catchers. I know they're licking their chops right now. First of all, we're on prime time. Second of all, they're one of the, the, the worst pass defenses in the league. Mike Evans, Deshaun, OJ, <laughs> Chris Godwin, Cameron, Cameron Bright too. He's yet to have a catch this season, but I know he's licking his chops. They could get him involved this week. We got enough footballs to go around. This It should be a big explosive game for this offense, and I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to being there at this game and witnessing another offensive explosion against a putrid defense. Funny that you mentioned Cameron Brait. He had an interview that stated that he's just happy we're 2-0 right now, but him and Adam Humphreys both know that their time's coming because defense are going to double down on our receivers and O.G. Howard, which is going to open both of them up. So they know their time's coming. They're being patient. They're just be happy to win right now. And I think that's how every person on this roster should be because the last time we were 2-0 was back in 2010. We haven't had a winning culture around here in a long time. And so everybody on this roster, it's only a few players who was around during 2010 season that experienced us being 2-0. So they should be happy. They know their time is going to come where they're going to have to make some plays for this team to help us win some games. So all they have to do is just be patient. Footballs will come their way, and their time is going to come to make plays. Yeah, just be patient. Like you said, it's going to happen. We're going to get them involved in the game. The question is, when? I think it will end up being this game. Cameron Brake will get his first catch of the year against this Steelers defense. Adam Humphreys as well. Adam Humphreys is going to get the little dump-off screens. Who knows how far those dump-off screens can go. It all depends on the blocking. We saw the first week that he went 70 yards on a dump-off screen that got called back because of a block in the back. But we know what we got with both of them. They're just being patient. Exactly. I completely agree. Um, that's the last thing to touch with the the Steelers defense. T.J. Watt um, is a player to watch as well. He's coming into his own um, at defensive end and linebacker. So we're going to have to key in. We can't let him get to Fizz Magic and disrupt things in our backfield. So uh, that's a big task for, for our offensive line and for our tight ends to chip on him too. I saw where Travis Kelsey chipped him so hard he just fell on his ass. So we need that this week. <laughs> from our team to keep him in check going into this game. O.J. Howard can do exactly the same thing that Travis Kelsey did. He will end up putting T.J. Watt on his ass if he doesn't expect it. And that's something that I would love to see. T.J. Watt is explosive, like you said. He's very good. People say that he's even better than his brother J.J., but he's a player that we need to watch for this game because of his explosiveness from both the linebacker position and the defensive end position. Oh, yeah, right now he's definitely better. Um, then JJ, because JJ unfortunately has been hurt recently. So TJ is the better watch at this moment. You know, the best availability is, is being out there. Yeah, and also JJ hasn't had a sack since 2016, you know? 2016, that's a while since he's had a sack. So that's pretty, 
I don't know why he's getting all the hype still and all this media attention. I mean, he hasn't done anything in so long. <laughs> because JJ is still the best defensive player in Houston, that's why. But like I said, TJ's going to end up taking that from him. He's going to end up being the better Watt brother. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Moving forward, definitely. Because uh, JJ, he's getting up there in age. And TJ, he's still young. And he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So I'm looking forward to you know, watching him on Monday night as well. I want to see how he does against our offensive line and our tight ends chipping on him. Uh, so let's go into key matchups to watch uh, for this game that will lead us to victory. Corey, go ahead and start that off. Key matchups. I have two key matchups. The first one I have is Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju on that Assuming, Juju assuming on that Brent Grimes starts, Carlton Davis matched up against Juju Smith-Schuster. We saw that Carlton Davis was in press coverage last week against Philly. I think you press Juju, and Juju doesn't end up getting that many yards against us. Juju is ranked the number five receiver in the league in receiving yards right now with 240 yards. He only has one touchdown, though. I don't see him getting a touchdown against Carlton Davis if we need to put Carlton Davis in press coverage. And also, the second one that I'm looking forward to is Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, like we just talked about, against our offensive line. I want to see exactly what our offensive line can bring in pass protection against those two because we've seen in last year and the beginning of this year exactly what those two can do against offensive lines. We just need to continue to protect Fitzmagic, and we'll do wonders. Completely agree. Kel, do you have a key matchup for this upcoming game? Yeah, I'll say Brent Grimes and Antonio Brown, especially Brent Grimes because he hasn't played yet this year. So it makes you wonder how is he going to come out being over 35 years old, 36, and then all of a sudden he, is he going to be rusty? Is he going to come out hot? Is he going to be ready to go? That's one thing I'm particular and really excited to look forward to, especially against Antonio Brown. That's a good matchup. Definitely. That's a huge matchup. And I actually think – um, since he will play this game, they will target him early just to see where his ability is coming back from that injury. So that's definitely a matchup to watch for at the start of the game. Um, for me, the key matchup I would like to see um, that will tell the tail of the tape looking at um, post game, our defensive line versus the still of offensive line. Their offensive line is considered one of the best in the league. They will get the yards on the ground. They will pass block to get the yards through the air. So how will our defensive line stack up against their offensive line? Now, last week, uh, we went against one of the better offensive lines that they say is in the league in the Eagles, and we got pressure, we had disruption, and we slowed down their running attack. The only drive I saw last week that had us kind of worried was the long drive where they scored their first touchdown with the run score. But the defense, at that point, you can tell they were dog-tired. And you can see a lot of guys loafing. But as long as our defense can stay fresh, I think we have a great opportunity in shutting down James Conner and that rushing attack. And also, with the front four, get pressure on Big Ben to slow down their passing attack. The other matchup I would like to see on the opposite end um, is our tight ends versus their linebackers and safeties. O.J. Howard has already shown that even if you put a linebacker on him, he's too slow. You put a safety or a cornerback on him, they're too small. So that matchup will be huge this upcoming week. And I actually think that we will get a big game out of O.J. Howard because of the matchup problems that he presents, especially to a defense, a 3-4 defense, where they have bigger linebackers who um, aren't really that great in coverage, and he could take advantage of those matchups. Corey, who are some of your players um, to watch for this upcoming game? 
Well, I have two players, one from each team, and they're both the running backs, so Peyton Barber and James Conner. I want to see if Peyton Barber can have a better game than 16 rushes for 22 yards. Like I said earlier in the show, I'm thinking against this Steelers run defense that he can go for 100 yards, especially with the way that he's patient behind our offensive line. If we balance the run in the past game instead of playing conservative in the fourth quarter and them knowing when we're going to run the game, then there's a good chance that he can go for over 100 yards. And James Conner, I want to see how our run defense stops him because we've been very stout in the run defense throughout the first two games we're ranked in the top five in run defense so I want to see if we can stop the James Conner hype and actually make plays on him Dave I definitely agree with that because uh James Conner he's he's been running loose these past two weeks filling in nicely for for Le'Veon Bell so our defense need to be up to the task I don't need them coming out like the first week against New Orleans where um, Alvin Kamara just choo-chooed and ran right through us. Uh, we don't need that. It's Monday night. It's prime time. Everybody's watching this game. Let's start it. Let's let's kick that game off, and let's lay the hat. Let's, let's kick it off with a bang. Yeah, kick it off punch him right in the mouth. Kel, you have some players to watch. I'm gonna say Chris Godwin for my offensive player because I just think he will be the mismatch in the whole uh, Pittsburgh defense, right? Uh, he's every time I saw a stat line this week. It's like every time he scores a touchdown, the Bucks win. Mm. They're like five and zero or whatever. Three it's and like zero. Weird. Just three and zero because three and he 0? scored yeah. his first touchdown last year. The last week, the game winning touchdown against New yeah, Orleans. Three. And then in the first there two weeks. And last week too, right? So then also on defense, probably Justin Evans. Uh, I want to see if he's going to get bit on any pump actions or any deep balls. I want to. He, he's going to be a huge factor for that deep ball, in my opinion. That's probably my matchup right there. Yeah, those are some great picks for players to watch. Uh, for me, I, I mentioned it earlier, O.J. Howard, I think this is another opportunity for him to dominate and have a big game. I think the matchup is every matchup, whoever's on their defense is in O.J. Howard's favor. So I expect him to also have another big game, especially with the catch and run. O.J. showed last week that, you know, you give him a short route, he could take it 75 yards to the house. When's the last time we had a tight end that could take it 75 yards to the house. We haven't even had receivers um, for this offense in the past that could take it 75 yards to the house. And we have a tight end that can can, can do that. So really looking forward to a big game from him. Um, the player to watch on the Pittsburgh Steelers unit is Juju. Uh, he's, he's hot as well in the league. He has 240 yards, a touchdown, and he's averaging 13 yards a catch. So he's a player that we also would need to slow down. He's the second leading targeted um, receiver or pass catcher on their team. So I think uh, the second and third screen cornerbacks will have their hands full with him. But I think they're up to the task, especially with the job that they did last week uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. So we have a special ceremony for the Monday night game. We're doing our annual Ring of Honor. And I'm really excited about this inductee. He is the person who turned us from the Yucks to the Bucks. He's the one who helped put us on the map and even had a defense named after the Tampa Bay area. No, no other person is rewarding and deserving of the Ring of Honor than Tony Dungy. And I'm really excited to go there and see him live in person, give his speech, and get his name put up in, in the stadium at Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, like you said, Corey, he 
made us go from the Yuccaneers and the Suckaneers to the Buccaneers. He put us on the map with his teams in the late 90s. We all give John Gruden credit for winning the Super Bowl, but we know the truth. That was Tony Dungy's team, and John Gruden just came in and took over and, and got the success for it. So, like you said, I'm very excited to be in the stadium for the game to be able to see him get inducted into the Ring of Honor. He did so much for the community as well, right? And he still does. And no one, no one forgets that, and no one will. And he'll be obviously forever, forever grateful for the for the Buccaneers and fans, fans vice versa. You know, like last year I went to the Monday night game against the Falcons when they did the John Gruden Ring of Honor, and that was just a special moment being there. So imagine being there for the Tony Dungy one would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Tony Dungy, he actually still lives in the area, so he always talk about the Bucks, um, the going to the local barbershop right before the Sunday night football matchup. And um, he's excited. He's still a fan of the organization of the team. He actually picked us last week to defeat the Eagles. And um, I know he'll, he'll be in the house cheering us on. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that special moment. And I think the organization did it correctly. I know there was debate whether or not he should have went in before John Gruden. I think if you're going to set the precedent that we're a winning organization, you have to put John Gruden in first because he did deliver the Lombardi Trophy to the Tampa Bay area. Even though there's, you know, it was Tony Dungy's team, a lot of his players and a lot of that established base was set by him. But John Gruden actually got the job done when there were times where we could have got the job done with Tony Dungy. We just came up short that, you know, that catch that they say wasn't a catch, you know, in our arch uh, nemesis back in the day, the St. Louis Rams. So, but um, I'm really excited that it's his time to to go into the Ring of Honor. And this game, like this game, Monday night, like we are the marquee matchup. We are the biggest game of the week because the Steelers are coming into this game having not won a game. They are 0-1-1. They have no victory <laughs> in the win column. So we can have we have an opportunity to send them spiraling down the toilet and, and sending them into misery because they're already having issues in their locker room. And now we have the chance to give them the KO punch to knock them out of contention. Yeah, the Steelers are definitely coming into this game with the mindset that it's pretty much a must-win already in the beginning of the season. As you mentioned, they're 0-1-1 on the year. They have locker room tension. Antonio Brown did not show up to practice on Monday. He is practicing with them now. But like you said, we're the marquee matchup for the NFL for this week. We need to show out, and I believe that we will. I'm saying Bucks win 34-24. to 20, Kel, what's your prediction? I think it's going to be another stressful day watching it on on TV again. So I'm going to say probably 24 to 21. But yeah, we're shocking the nation. We're shocking the world. Three zero. Yeah, I, I also believe it will be a, a high scoring affair. Um, so my score prediction, I'm just throwing this out of the hat. Um, the score will be 42 to 32. Somewhere around there. There's, you know, I think we'll put up another 40-burger. I think we do get the win. I think our offense will actually outplay their offense, and our defense will make some plays again this game where they've made the past two weeks where turnovers has actually saved the day for us. So we'll have a couple of splash plays on defense that turn the tide in this game and will get us the victory. Yep, I agree as well. We're going to have some stuff on defense that is going to turn the tide once again, which is why we all – as a unit, have the Bucks going three and zero. When's the last time the Bucks went three and zero? I don't know, 
but that that's something special, especially when people had us going 0 and 3, 1 and 2. Hell, we've all talked about it before. They had us going 1 and 15 this year. People don't know what goes on in Tampa, but the Tampa Bay fans and the Tampa Bay players. So this is going to be an exciting game, and I'm excited to be in the building for it. Oh yes, and best believe I'm coming to the game Monday night. Taco meat out, chest hair out. I'm coming dressed as Fitz Magic. They're going to call me Black Magic. Oh, my. I'm going to talk to Captain Fear. We're going to get the picture. Hopefully, we have a lot of people dressed up in that outfit. Man, it's going to be a great time at this game. It's going to be a fun game. Um, Monday Night Football, it doesn't get any better than that. Prime time, baby. Prime time. So, it's going to be a fun one. Any last thoughts, Kel? I just want to say thank you to all the fans out there uh, supporting all things Buccaneers and listening to our podcast. Uh, Subscribe us on iTunes. Also follow us on Instagram, all things Buccaneers, and Twitter, all things TB Bucks. Um, go Buccaneers! Yeah, CJ, um, you won't see me at the game with <laughs> my chest hairs out, looking like Fitz Magic. <laughs> you will not see me at the game looking like that. I will be there laughing my tail off at you <laughs> because you're gonna be dressed like him. Yeah, it's a trend. But you won't be following the trend with me because I will be wearing my regular Bucks gear ready to go. Hey, understandable. Long as you're out there supporting, screaming your head off for the team this Monday, that's all they ever needed. So let's go out there. Let's have a good time. I can't wait to link up. It's been a minute since since we linked up. Last time we linked up was the draft party. Draft party, so, yeah, the draft party, which was a lot of fun. Shout out to Justin Pulowski for throwing that. Um, and I can't wait to link up with all the stick carriers, buckaholics, and what the buck for this game. Go Bucks. Go Bucks, go. Go Bucks. Oh,